And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 Radio Network, streaming live on iHeartRadio. You can listen on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdolls at gmail.com. Got a voicemail set up where you can leave your questions or comments at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. You You know, one of the big problems... Uh, conservatives and nationalists have uh, is that we've allowed the left to take control of the language, and uh, and they've done that because the uh, the cultural Marxist Frankfurt School set out uh, in the aftermath of World War II to capture uh, the universities in America uh, from their uh, newly established base at Columbia University in New York City, and they have they've uh, they've captured. Uh, both the public institutions, state universities and, and colleges, and uh, the private colleges as well. And so you have whole departments set up on these campuses that are designed to shape the narrative. And a big part of that is they shape the language. And uh, one of the things that's been frustrating me about this uh, presidential campaign is we cannot call, or we can, but uh, the mainstream media, including Fox News, refuses to call the Democrats for what they are. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat socialist. Bernie Sanders is a dyed-in-the-wool communist. He has been for a long time. It's not complicated to see that. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is a Marxist. She believes in cultural Marxism and economic Marxism. And uh, Kamala Harris is a strictly uh, an identitarian candidate. She is there to be elected because of the color of her skin. She has very little to offer uh, in the way of substance other than that. And now we've got a, yet another example of old Bernie, red diaper doper baby Bernie Sanders, out on the campaign trail uh, doing what he has been doing for the last, oh, I guess 30, 35 years or so. And that is praising communism. He uh, he he went on an interview and praised uh, China's leadership for lifting people out of poverty. I'm going to play you this clip and then we'll comment. What is your view of China today? Do you believe China represents an existential threat to the American worker? I wouldn't use the word existential threat. You know, I think China uh, is a... I got to stop right there. So Bernie wouldn't say that China is an existential threat to the American worker. He obviously uh, hasn't been paying attention in the uh, big uh, former manufacturing centers in the middle of this country. He comes from Vermont, whose uh, number one industry is tourism and has very little in the way of uh, manufacturing. But uh, he doesn't think that uh, China is an existential threat to the American worker. You know, I think China... Uh, is a country that is moving, unfortunately, in a more authoritarian way in a number of directions. 
we would have hoped that they would move toward a democratic, more democratic form of government and moving in the opposite direction. Um, and they are a country that vigorously protects their own interests. But what well, all that is very true. They are definitely moving in a more authoritarian direction, although uh, they never really left a, an authoritarian direction. It, is, it has been throughout a uh, an oppressive communist regime, the kind that Bernie Sanders has been sucking up to for 35 years. And, of course, they, uh, they watch out for their interests, unlike the uh, economic and cultural elite of this country who have uh, abandoned uh, traditional American interests for their own narrow self-interest. We have to say about China, in fairness to China and its leadership, is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty than any country in the history of civilization. Okay, so they've done a lot of things for their people. Uh, their economy now is struggling. Uh, but I- So Bernie says that uh, China has uh, lifted more people out of po- poverty than any nation in world history. Well, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, those, what was it, uh, 60 million people that they killed during the Cultural Revolution uh, lifted those people out of poverty, so to speak. They weren't poor anymore because they were no longer breathing. So there's some truth to that. But the larger truth here is that while China has, uh, you know, dramatically reduced the instance of poverty in their country, they've done it at America's expense. And, you know, Bernie adopting these hushed tones and finding nice things to say about these communists that have stolen millions and millions of American jobs uh, with the acquiescence of of, uh, the Wall Street bankers. Uh, really doesn't uh, doesn't tell the story. And, and what he's telling you here, if you read between the lines, is he's sort of sympathetic to the communist uh, managed economy point of view. Let's go back to the clip. Their own interests. But what we have to say about China, in fairness to China and its leadership is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty than any country in the history of civilization. Okay, so they've done a lot of things for their people. So this is a long line of these type of statements by Bernie Sanders. Uh, You know, he praised the Soviet Union where he honeymooned. He praised uh, Castro and the communist dictatorship in Cuba. He praised Manuel Noriega uh, and the communists that uh, had taken over Nicaragua. So why is it so hard uh, for everyone to just, you know, call Sanders what he is? He's a, he's a communist. He, he came out the other day. He wants to nationalize the entire energy sector of the United States. Literally hundreds of thousands of people employed there. It drives the economy. And he wants to put the government in charge. The same people that were in charge of of uh, watching Jeffrey Epstein inside a small cell in a, uh, in a correctional institution that, that couldn't keep him from committing suicide. He wants to put in charge of America's energy sector because he is a communist. He, he believes in a managed economy. And he soft pedals the fact that, uh, you know, China engages in the most brutal repression of its people that you can imagine. If you step out of line, 
They will uh, keep you from traveling. They will keep you from being able to send your kids to school. They will keep you from being employed. And if you get too far out of line, they'll throw you in a work center and uh, work you to death when, whereupon they will harvest your organs. And the harshest thing Bernie Sanders could stir himself to say was that capital, uh, that uh, uh, Chinese communism had lifted people out of poverty, ignoring entirely that they have done it at America's expense. It's pretty amazing uh, the lies we get used to accepting. Well, uh, uh, O'Donnell over there at MSNBC Lawrence O'Donnell, um, he, <laughs> he's gotten himself in some hot water for uh, for doing what uh, the uh, mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and MSNBC have been doing for a long time. And I'm, I'm scratching my head to try to figure out why this instance is any different than uh, than what's been going on for the last three years now. And you're probably aware that O'Donnell went on his show um, last night, night before last, and uh, and claimed that uh, Donald Trump, um, his loans with Deutsche Bank to to finance his developments, were co-signed by Russian oligarch billionaires with close ties to Vladimir Putin. And uh, he he went with this story based on a, a one anonymous source. It wasn't sourced from two people. It wasn't sourced by someone who would step forward and uh, give their name. And it wasn't even sourced from people who had firsthand knowledge of what they were telling Lawrence O'Donnell. So I'm going to play you the clip. This was actually the, the handoff, the top of the news uh, of the show where O'Donnell is introducing, um, you know, what are going to be the topics on his show during the handoff from Rachel Maddow's equally dishonest show. I may have some information in this next hour which would add uh, a great deal to their understanding of that, if true. Uh, and I'll be discussing it here at the in the beginning of the show. I want to get your reaction to it now because okay. I don't want you to leave the building. I'm not going to. Uh, You've now got and, me. I'm and stuck. Hear, and hear about now, keep in mind that the person that he's about to tell the story to has been the most wild-eyed, uh, dishonest, uh, discredited personality in news. She she uh, hyped this Russiagate hoax for two and a half years on her show. The ratings uh, now that the Russiagate hoax has been proven uh, to be false have absolutely collapsed. But there was no conspiracy theory too outrageous for Rachel Maddow to accept and um, and promote this later because because you, no one knows more about this subject than you do. So I want to get your reaction to what it could mean if true. And I stress if true because this is a single source okay. uh, who has told me that the Deutsche Bank obtained tax returns, which they do have of Donald Trump's, show that the president pays very little income tax. Hmm. That's probably not going to be very surprising to people, probably not going to be especially politically damaging since he ran saying, I try to pay as little as possible. Then there's the other part, the loan documents. And that is part of what this subpoena is going after. 
And hmm. this single source close to Deutsche Bank has told me that the Trump, Donald Trump's loan documents there show that he has co-signers. That's how he was able to obtain those loans. And that the co-signers are Russian oligarchs. What? Really? What? That would explain, it seems to me, every kind word Donald Trump has ever said about Russia and Vladimir Putin, if true. If, and I stress the if true. If true. This has become a standard uh, in fake news, left-wing reporting. They put out these outrageous statements, thinly sourced, if at all. And in this case, it was sourced from a single um, person who claims to be close to Deutsche Bank, who had not, in fact, seen these documents for himself. (laughs) Normal people call that a rumor or an innuendo. They don't call it uh, news or worthy to put on the air. Even Rachel Maddow was kind of stumped at how ridiculous and irresponsible this was for Larry O'Donnell. That's, yeah, that's a, that is a scenario that I have never contemplated, um, let alone like gamed out in detail. But, um, you know, there is there clearly is some presidential anxiety around his tax returns for sure. So if you are putting forward a scenario that is so wild and over the top that even Rachel Maddow had never thought of it, then you are truly in uh, Twilight Zone territory. So even even Maddow was stumped. This specificity of his relationship with Deutsche Bank is something that has never been explained. There particularly seems to have been some compartmentalization, even inside Deutsche Bank, which appears to be a disaster of a bank, um, in that what was going on between him and the private banking division at Deutsche Bank. And so O'Donnell goes on in his show and gives us, uh, you know, a whole segment of airtime uh, trafficking in these rumors and innuendos. And it wasn't long until uh, MSNBC uh, received a letter from Donald Trump's attorney saying that they were going to sue him for defamation because there was no truth to this story. And O'Donnell uh, popped up on Twitter saying that uh, he had made a mistake and that uh, this story had not gone through the rigorous vetting process at NBC. (laughs) Rigorous vetting process. This is the same network. And MSNBC is just an extension of the news division of NBC that uh, that pumped this Russiagate hoax nonstop around the clock from morning till night for three years. And they they've stepped in it again. I as I say, I'm not sure what is different about this story than what they have been doing for the last three years in the Russiagate story. But um under threat of being sued, <laughs> a very credible threat, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell the just last night took to the air and took it all back. 
Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements a single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank, saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating. Rigorous verification and standard process at MSNBC. Are you kidding me? If true has been a, a staple of the news coverage of Donald Trump on CNN and MSNBC ever since he took office and even before. If true is what all of their coverage is based on, 90% of it. Standards and verific- rigorous standards at MSNBC. What a joke with Deutsche Bank saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had it gone through that process, I would not have been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. This afternoon, attorneys for the president sent us a letter asserting the story is false. They also demanded a retraction. Tonight, we are retracting the story. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate. So that's that's the fallback standard. If true has given way to we don't know that it's not true. That's the new standard. I guess it's a, a step in the right direction, a tiny little baby step. But uh, it's not what you call journalism. It's not what you call news reporting. They're not a news organization. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate. So he's he's putting out a rumor to all the viewers at MSNBC and all of his followers on Twitter, thousands and thousands of them. And now his mea culpa is we don't know that it's not true. And as I say, this is uh, this is just the standard has been this if true, the standard of coverage on CNN and MSNBC for a long time. Here's a, a little montage I put together. If this is true, what happened here and but for Don McGahn, Chris, Coma. he would have moved on Bob Mueller. What do you make of that? clear if in fact these allegations reported first in the New York Times and now being confirmed by CNN and other news organizations if these allegations senator are true are we getting closer and closer to the possibility of yet another impeachment process looking specifically at this uh, Michael Cohen campaign finance case saying if it can be established that the president directed folks to break campaign finance laws which would be a felony that that would be an impeachable offense well i mean this is obviously a very very serious report uh, if true this is i think the most serious threat to the trump presidency that we've seen if true if true if true so O'Donnell was just doing what uh, they've been doing all along. I guess, you know, uh, MSNBC and NBC are trying to shore up their standards. And now the new standard is if we can't prove that it's not true, then we'll go to air with it. And this is the same Lawrence O'Donnell, by the way, that is uh, showing real signs of mental instability. Stop the hammering. 
Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? That's Donald Where's Trump the with a hammer. Is it on the... Uh, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Donald Trump's stop got the hammer. the hammering. I'll go down to the damn floor myself and stop it. Keep the damn commercial break going. Call f***ing Phil Griffin. I don't care who the f*** you have to call. Stop the hammering. <laughs> Empty out the damn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there or out there somewhere. The woman talking in my ear was talking about the Labor Day special. <laughs> the woman talking in my ear. We got to run out to break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan and for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Oh, my God. Lawrence O'Donnell, the latest buffoon report from the fake news media and with each passing day uh the media and their bloodlust to get this president proves that he was absolutely right during the campaign when he called them fake news well there was a uh a court hearing yesterday uh where a judge convened a hearing uh to dismiss the charges against jeffrey epstein who um is apparently, probably, now dead uh, because he was suicided. Well, his own attorneys don't believe he committed suicide. They said in open court there's far more evidence that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered than clues supporting uh, the allegation, the claim that he committed suicide. So, you know, this is the same crew that... uh, that also, uh, you know, uh, lobbied uh, the the congressional correctional institution to take him off of suicide watch. So they may be just covering their own butts. They said in court, we did not see a despairing, despondent, suicidal person. So I've got a clip here. If we got time for this, uh, this is a just a little montage that uh, One American News put together of all the untimely deaths associated with the Clintons. Remember John F. Kennedy Jr.? He was declared the front runner for the New York Senate seat back in 1999. 
days later, his plane crashed into the Atlantic Ocean, and his rival, Hillary Clinton, was elected senator. Mary Mahoney was a Clinton White House intern. She knew enough of the inner workings of Bill's sexual advancements to be a star witness during the Clinton impeachment trials. She was brutally executed at a Starbucks she was managing in 1997. In 1993, White House counsel Vince Foster was found dead in Fort Marcy Park near D.C. He supposedly killed himself, and among a lengthy list of potential foul play, the bullet was never found. Then there's James McDougall, a key witness for White House prosecutors. He was serving his three-year sentence for bank fraud at the Fort Worth Federal Medical Center in Texas. And just before he was to give a testimony before the grand jury, McDougall suffered a heart attack in solitary confinement. In 2015, Walter Scheib, a White House chef hired under Bill Clinton, joined the list. His body was found at the bottom of a river, nearly two miles from the base of the trail he was reportedly hiking. An autopsy determined that Scheib's death was accidental drowning, but he might have known too much. 27-year-old Democratic National Committee staff... Got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after two messages right now. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. On the Mojo 5.0 radio network. You know, as an American, I really hate what this uh, the so-called squad represents. And I even kind of regret what they're doing to the Democrat Party because, you know, a strong two-party system in this country uh, worked for many, many years. But this group of freshman congresswomen, and you have to keep in mind that they've been in office for less than a year. And in the case of the de facto leader of the squad, she's not even 30 years old yet and has very little in the way of actual life experiences. But, um, you know, they're they're virulently anti-Semitic and racist. Um, they're corrupt. Ilhan Omar uh, married her brother, had uh, engaged in all sorts of uh, fundraising uh, illegalities in order to get elected. AOC, the de facto leader of the squad, um, was actually chosen to run for that position by a 
a, a, a talent search of sorts conducted by moneyed left-wing interests designed to uh, put a, a Marxist and a socialist uh, in office. And, and they picked her. They groomed her. The guy that was her chief of staff, I can't remember his name, is uh, 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 an Indian, um, Chaka Barty, Ramalama Ding Dong, something like that. But he uh, he has resigned as her chief of staff after revealing, by the way, that the whole Green New Deal was a scam and that it wasn't really designed as a an environmental or climate change document. It was originally designed as a way of implementing socialism. He admitted that. And he's under investigation for transferring over a million dollars from the campaign to his uh, his own company. So he's gone now, and uh, AOC is sort of, you know, drifting because she doesn't have uh, her her master blaster telling her what to say all the time. But having said all that, how bad I hate it as an American, speaking strictly as a talk show host, <laughs> this is the crew that just keeps on giving, especially AOC. And uh, AOC took to Instagram today, um, interrupted her her congressional recess vacation to uh, regale us with her her theories on climate change and and how we're all going to die if we don't, you know, uh, give over uh, to her Green New Deal. So I've got uh, I've got several clips I want to play for you. They're kind of long, and I'll comment on them as they go. But uh, it just gives you a real insight into the the mindset of this young girl and and I can tell what happened to her because my children when they were in school uh you know they had this uh um what do they call it uh, Al Gore's movie Inconvenient Truths and they were scaring the bejesus out of those kids that the world was going to come to an end if their parents didn't stop driving their SUV and you can tell this is exactly what happened to AOC she really believes this stuff so uh, here's her first, uh, apparently she's responding to some people that are questioning her on Instagram and uh, talking about how her her sleep is interrupted by fears of this. The reason I'm with you today is to tell you. Oops, wrong clip. Here we go. How can we save the climate? I'm trying to have a nice life. I understand this completely, obviously. Um I, even while I was on vacation, I woke up in the middle of the night at 3.30 in the morning, um, just concerned about climate change. I, uh, I should set the scene here. She's standing in her kitchen cooking uh, when she's, uh, you know, answering these, uh, these Instagram um, live stream, apparently. <sighs> It's hard to believe when you hear her talk that she's actually an elected member of Congress. I mean, she sounds like your typical um, adolescent of her age whose development apparently was arrested sometime around her 19th or 20th birthday. I'm 29 years old. I really struggle sometimes with the idea of how to 
be a policymaker and potentially have a family in the time of climate change. And it really, like, freaks me out, and it can be really, really scary. Um, we are kind of blowing past a lot of the markers that scientists thought would happen years from now, and they're actually happen happening now. Our glaciers are melting, our sea levels are rising, and um, I'm scared sometimes, too, about the world that I'm going to be living in, that we're all going to be living in. Um, I'm, I sometimes fear what we're going to be living with when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old. Well, you're scaring the bejesus out of me right now, thinking that this level of intellect can end up in our United States House of Representatives. She's talking about she's scared. She's scaring the heck out of me. <laughs> talking about we're blowing past many of the uh, the milestones that the climate, climate alarmists said that the glaciers are melting. Guess what? Glaciers melt. That's what they do. Glaciers are moving ice flows. And, and on a, climate, uh, a continent or an island like Greenland, when those glaciers move, they move toward the ocean. And at some point, they fall into the ocean. It apparently never occurred to Miss Ocasio-Cortez that Greenland was named Greenland for a reason. Because when the Vikings first discovered the island, it was mostly green. It was a green land. This was well before the Industrial Revolution, obviously. And climate, uh, climate changes. That's what happens. It fluctuates. The earth has an ecological balance. When the CO2 increases, plant life increases, plants absorb the, CO, uh, absorb the CO2 and give off oxygen. The more CO2 there is, the more green the planet becomes, and that is happening. And all of this is just a, a giant hoax that's been perpetrated on her generation by Al Gore and these climate alarmists. I remember when I was uh, in school, they were perpetrating the hoax that we were about to enter a mini ice age. And that uh, food production on the planet was going to stop because there wouldn't be enough sun to produce, uh, to you know, to produce photosynthesis. And there were alarmist movies about this coming ice age in the theaters, and uh, and it, you know it was on the front page of the science magazines and everything. And since then, they've they've shifted, you know, to this uh, global warming hysteria. And, uh, and and we've got a party, literally, that is devoted to um, basically destroying the American economy and fossil fuels, including what they call their, uh, their mainstream candidate, Joe Biden, promises to eliminate fossil fuels in his first term. AOC goes on. There are a lot of diseases that are frozen in some of these glaciers um, that scientists fear that there's a potential that a lot of diseases could um, escape. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is uh, this is turning into uh, one of these uh, uh, Armageddon movies. There's going to there's going to be things that emerge from the uh, frozen glaciers. I wonder if any mastodons or anything are going to walk out of there when, uh, and I know, you know, it's possible, <laughs> but it's nothing that you can do anything about. 
the glaciers are going to melt. That's what glaciers do. They march toward the sea and they fall in. Let's go back. These melted glaciers, things that were frozen for thousands of years, and that they're going to get into our water and that humans could contract them. And they are going to be diseases that are thousands of years old that have vectors that we are not prepared for, that we have never seen. Um, And so, you know, that's a concern. Um, Even if there are no diseases frozen at all in these glaciers, you have diseases that are spread by mosquitoes, and now mosquitoes are starting to fly further north that carry diseases like malaria and um, and a whole slew of other things. And uh, and there are you know parts of the United States and things that are moving much further north that we're going to have to contend with diseases that we haven't had to contend with in parts of the world before. Diseases that we um, haven't had to contend with through mosquitoes. I lived down here in Florida. It was the Mosquito Coast. People didn't live down here until they invented air conditioning. And when they did invent air conditioning, they moved down here and sprayed for the mosquitoes. In places all along the southeastern coast, uh, we would have we would be inundated with mosquitoes if we didn't have mosquito control districts. Even if mosquitoes did make a rise, modern societies control mosquitoes where you have mosquito problems are in the backward third world countries that aren't economically developed because they don't have an advanced form of capitalism oh my god this woman is an economics major that graduated from the university of boston for god's sakes and you talk about you know she's talking about the rising sea levels well we'll go on we'll we'll play this next clip Um, You think overhauling our economy to decarbonize and save the planet is going to be expensive? Try not decarbonizing our economy. You notice how they never talk about the fact that the United States has reduced emissions more than any other industrialized nation, thanks in no small part because of uh, the rise of natural gas due to fracking the advances in, uh, in our fossil fuel exploration and they never say anything about China that's building like a new coal plant every four days. You know why? Because China's, uh, China is run by a communist regime, and they're all for it. As a matter of fact, Bernie Sanders came to, out today and praised China. But I digress. Back to the clip. And allowing sea levels to rise, every coastal city to go underwater, every Midwestern city or large swaths of the middle of the country experiencing drought on a level that we have not seen. Um, Okay, can we dispense with this whole sea level rising canard? I live uh, I live down on the Treasure Coast of Florida and there's a um, there's a shipwreck that went down right off the coast of uh, Vero Beach. It's a popular dive spot. It's um, it's a, uh, a a schooner that came out of England. What was the name of it? It was the, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but uh, it, it uh, uh, foundered on the reef right off of uh, Vero Beach. And... <clears throat> It, uh, when it went down, the uh, the boiler vent is sticking above water. Now, that boiler vent has been sticking above water right there in that same spot for 
125 years or so now. It hasn't gone under the water. It's at the exact same spot it was uh, when it went down back in 1897. What is the name of that ship? Uh, I'll think of it in a second. But um, every year, um, swimmers go out there and they they put a flag on that uh, that boiler stack. Um, it's not risen or fallen. It's right where it was. They're talking about, you know, uh, well, let, let's go back to the clip. That's going to be way more expensive. You think uh, artificially having to create our food supply because the earth and the earth no longer can sustain growing foods naturally or the sun is scorching the earth so much that we can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> the war, the earth warming will not produce less food. It will produce more food if it were in fact warming it would cause uh, agriculture in places with fertile soils that are too cold for that now it wouldn't result in a decrease of agriculture it would result in an increase especially if it were due to co2 because co2 supports plant life and grow the foods that we used to be able to grow that's going to be a lot more expensive so we need to bite the bullet on the cost because the alternative to not spending the money is A, death, and B, spending even more money. A, death? B, spending more money? Shouldn't you have that the other way around? B, spending more money or death? Because if death is A, then why worry about how much it's going to cost? But what is she talking about? What was her plan? Green New Deal, $15 trillion? We need to just bite the bullet, she says. Do away with the fossil fuels. I don't know how she expects to heat the houses or facilitate transportation, but, you know, she was a bartender, so she probably has a secret plan. I was talking about how this uh, the ship off the coast, the Treasure Coast down here, is exactly where it was 100 years ago. I remembered and I found this clip. Uh, it was a, a town hall that Al Gore was conducting when um, they were talking about a an island up in the Chesapeake Bay that was uh, that was going under, and they were trying to portray this island as going under because of rising sea levels. When in fact, the island had been shrinking for over a hundred years due to shore erosion. It wasn't in fact sinking; it was just being eroded. Uh, And this mayor uh, came to this Al Gore town hall meeting and challenged the former vice president on his theory. President Gore, uh, Mr. Cooper, uh, I'm a commercial crabber, and I've been working in the Chesapeake Bay for 50-plus years. And I have a crab house uh, business out on the water. And the water level is the same as it was when the place was built in 1970. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but I'm a keen observer. And... uh, If sea level rise is occurring, why am I not seeing signs of it? You would think that that would be some valuable insights from somebody. The the guy's got a crab house on the water. They mark the water level. The water level hasn't moved in the 35 years that was prior to this. I guess it was 40 years prior to this meeting. And while we're over here on these climate change clips, I've got this one of Al Gore. I guess it was back in... 
2005, was it? Said that the uh, the North Pole was going to be melted during the summer months in 10 years. Entire North Pole. The entire North Polar ice cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. Seven years ago, in a real inconvenient truth, former Vice President Al Gore once famously claimed the North Pole ice cap would be ice-free by now due to climate change. But scientists say the ice cap has actually expanded and is now twice the size of Alaska. You said unless we took, quote, drastic measures, the world would reach a point of Chris no Wallace. return within 10 years, and you called it a true planetary emergency. We're 11 years later. No. Weren't you wrong? Well, we have seen a, a decline in emissions for the first, on a global basis. For the first time, they've stabilized and started to decline. So some of the responses of the last 10 years have helped. But uh, unfortunately and regrettably, a lot of... Well, I guess, I guess the problem solved then, Al Gore. <laughs> Can y'all shut up now? But I've just got one more clip from AOC, and she really gets uh, to, to her close here. When she, uh, well, I'll let you hear for yourself. Um, so you can join a local campaign. You can join a local community organization. If you're in New York City, you can go to your local community board meeting. Um, you can check out um, local grassroots organizations, all sorts. There's DSA, there's Youth DSA, there's um Black Lives Matter, there's uh, She Should Run, you can... So, so if you want to stop the global planetary emergency of climate change, you just need to join the Democrat Socialists of America or the Young Democratic Socialists of America or Black Lives Matter. That'll solve everything. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, when AOC learned that... Uh, or heard the report on CNN that the Amazon was burning. She said, oh, my God, how are we going to get those packages to people? <laughs> oh, and you got Ilhan Omar. You know, she apparently has uh, her marriage with her brother has fallen apart. Her marriage with the father of her three children has fallen apart. And now she's taken up an affair with a Democrat political consultant to her campaign that she paid $230,000. And the uh, the wife of this political consultant apparently, um, you know, filed in her campaign papers or her divorce papers. Had another Joe Biden moment there. That, uh, that her husband had, you know, taken up this affair with Ilhan Omar. And I was just trying to remember... Uh, what is the punishment for adultery in Sharia law? I can't quite remember. I know there's a punishment for adultery in Sharia law. What is it? Oh, yeah, it's stoning. So she's a big Sharia law adherent and proponent. I guess she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't be for that, though, at all. I've got sort of a long clip here, and this is of a a, a guy from uh, the Minneapolis area that is digging deep into Ilhan Omar's corruption, and is uh, is making a, a an effort to expose it and get her removed from Congress. 
The reason I'm with you today is to tell you about a new website that I launched called omartruth.com. This is where the fraud of Ilhan Omar begins. Ilhan Omar and Ahmed Hersey uh, were together since they were teenagers. In 2009, her brother Elmi comes over from England and moves in with her and Hersey and their two kids. A month later, she marries Elmi in the same house. And then they decide it's time to go to college. So that same year, they move to North Dakota State University. It's Ilhan Omar living with her ex-husband, her new husband, and their two kids. Is there something wrong with that? And after you, the American taxpayer, have educated both of them through fraudulent means, they decide to move back to Minneapolis. In 2012, Elmi is evicted from his apartment in Minneapolis, which at that time she obviously lived separate from Elmi, and he moves back to England. She simply forgets about the marriage. She has her third child with Percy and moves on in life. In 2016, uh, she is on top of the world. She's elected to the Minnesota House as the first Somali-American legislator. She's on the cover of Time magazine, and it's at that point when the sham marriage and the troubles with it began to catch up with her. No sooner than she's elected to the Minnesota House of Representatives, she begins her bid for higher office. We're going to Washington, as quickly as the problems related to her sham marriage bubble up, they are tamped down by her legal team and the local media, including the Minneapolis Star Tribune. What made my antenna go up was that I saw her taking money unethically and spending it illegally. She refused to file a report for five full months. If this would have been disclosed according to law, the delegates likely wouldn't have endorsed her. The Minnesota House likely would have done an ethics investigation, and she wouldn't be in Congress today. She deceived the voters in her district. She deceived the Minnesota House of Representatives. But we're not going to let her deceive you. It's time for Congress to act. Go to omartruth.com and help us expose the corruption of Ilhan Omar. That's omartruth.com. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathroom. If you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-693-3152. 800-693-3152. That's 800-693-3152. So, as you know, the president has been battling with the chair of the Federal Reserve, uh, trying to get them to bring interest rates in line with the rest of the world so that the uh, dollar won't be so strong and and damage our exports so badly. Well, a former uh, Fed chairman of New York, his name is uh, Dudley, 
what's his first name, Bill Dudley, he has come out and uh, and and very um, unusually uh, urged the Federal Reserve to politicize itself and and uh, work against President Trump's uh, trade um, conflict with China and against him being reelected. He wrote an op-ed that said President Trump's trade war with China keeps undermining the confidence of business and consumers, worsening the economic outlook. This this manufactured disaster in the making presents the Federal Reserve with a dilemma. Should it mitigate the damage by providing offset stimulus or refuse to play along? I understand the uh, and support the Fed's desire to remain apolitical, but Trump's ongoing attacks on Chairman Powell and the institution make that untenable. He goes on, he says, Trump... Uh, uh, central bank officials face a choice, enable the Trump administration to, con- to continue down a disastrous path of a trade war escalation or send a clear signal that if the administration does so, the president, not the Fed, will bear the risks, including the risk of losing the next election. He goes on to say, if the goal of monetary policy is to achieve long-term economic outcome, then the Fed officials should consider how their decisions will affect the political outcome in 2020. So the New York Federal Reserve is the big daddy Federal Reserve district in the nation. It's the one that uh, really all the other uh, Federal Reserve districts follow. And this former chairman, Bill Dudley, is encouraging them to, uh, to take actions as the Federal Reserve, one, to thwart the president's um, attempts to bring China in line and two to hurt his reelection campaign. And this is going to be a huge story, but, um, you know, to tell you the truth, it was uh, a break with, uh, established norms for a president of the United States to criticize the federal reserve like Donald Trump has done. But now this, uh, this former, uh, chair of the federal reserve bank of New York, coming out and encouraging the federal, uh, the Fed to get political, work against the president's attempt to reform the trade agreement with China, and to work against his re-election campaign is really uh, a, new, a new low, a new front that the president is going to have to battle for re-election. I want to thank you for joining us again and invite you back here tomorrow on the Mojo 50 Radio Network and iHeartRadio for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. We'll see you then. Tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.